The following presentation of the 3 O'Clock Parade podcast is presented by Adventurers Out There Travel. Adventures Out There Travel can help you find discounts, provide concierge-level service, and help you book the most fabulous vacation you can have. Now, you can speak to Becca, that's B-E-K-K-A, at AdventurersOutThereTravel.com. Adventurers Out There Travel, the official travel partner of the 3 O'Clock Parade. Kugaloosh, Viva Gaia! And welcome to Three O'clock Parade, or I think maybe today, maybe it's the Two O'clock Parade. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. See what I did there because it's me, mm-hmm. Professor Daniel Miller, and that's Rhiannon. Hi. Skipper Dick Ritchie is off. What is he doing? He's oh, who knows? Just abandoning us. Is I wanted to say something, but not be super like offensive. Um, <laughs> First time for everything. But uh, no, he's uh, unavailable this week. So uh, we decided, you know what? Let's uh, try this. Uh, uh, just us. Yeah. Although something really cool just happened. And we don't uh, often get to talk about this kind of stuff. But uh, we actually just got done with like a legit professional interview. It's true. And uh, yeah. we'd like to tell everyone what our legit professional interview was like. Um, it was legit, and I'd also say that it was professional. Hmm. Well, like, who was it? It was for Delish, that can. Yeah, which is funny because today, literally, uh, probably like 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, I get a message. Someone sends me an article from Delish.com, and I'm like, what a hmm. huge coincidence. Hmm. So... Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty pumped. Um, I, I know them mostly from making like 30 second long little recipe videos that make something look really easy. And then I go try and make it for a potluck and it looks like something like I just scraped roadkill. Nailed it. Road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's pretty awesome. Like we've done a, you know, a few like professional interviews and I, it's, I actually really enjoy it. Um, I, know, I love talking about myself. Yeah. Well, you do. I like talking about drinking at Disney, so it's always good. Oh, yeah. That, oh, okay. Yeah. It's always good. So that was fun. Um, hopefully, I guess it'll come out later this week. I'm pretty excited. We get to put together some photos to go along with it. Yeah, by the way, dibs on that duty. I thought you were going to be mostly about me. Is that correct? I don't care what the content is, except that it can't be shitty and I don't trust you. So That's I'll, I'll be curating the photos. Thank you very much. That is fair. That is absolutely fair. So uh, let's see what's going on this week. Tons of breaking news. Not really breaking news, but things that, are, that really are crazy. Like this happened. Is this the fastest something has been announced and happened? It feels like it is to me. Like they said, oh, by the way. Meisner's is going to close down and it literally just just happened like it happened a couple days ago the final night at Meisner's lounge yeah I felt that way about something else too that I was like oh they announced this wait what it's still already happening Um, yeah and the store that Commander Porter's which I always liked I mean there's pictures of it here on WDWNT.com and uh, uh, it's empty it's so sad Um, I always liked Commander Porter's but then it's funny I guess somebody stole the actual Meisner's like sign, oh, like boy. the night before the last night. So then on the last night, they they reported uh, uh, Shuck and crew were reporting they were literally ripping like the anything that looks cool. They were ripping it off the wall like at seven p.m. like <laughs> as it was happening um, to probably because. To stop that, I would assume, but people were a little bit, they weren't really big fans of that, but that's pretty funny. Um, they're in there literally like prying shit off the walls um, while the, on the last night of the bar being open. Right. With folks in there. So, um, and now there's a, a temporary, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, pop up bar that we should probably get used to for a while. Mm-hmm. But if it's anything like the one at the Polynesian, I was really impressed. Did you yeah. ever go with the Polynesian being in pop-up mode? I did, yes. I was pretty impressed. And it looks, you know, their drinks aren't quite as, like, uh, I don't know. It's not like making a lapu-lapu. It's not like it's yeah. so grand. So it's like, it, but um, looks pretty standard uh, pop-up bar downstairs at the tea room. Which really, let's be honest, that tea room should probably be blown out into a bar anyways. I don't know. I think I'd rather have tea than 
really fancy menswear. Well, I uh, the uh, every time I go, somebody in our party always says, "Oh, I'd love to do tea there." I was like, "No." I've done it. It's fun. It's yummy. It's cool. I actually, this is so on brand for me. Um, I spent uh, Super Bowl Sunday there one time. <laughs> so on brand. <laughs> what did you do for the Super Bowl? I had a high tea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Tea and crumpets. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. Um, what else is going on? This break. This is breaking news. I'm seeing this for the yeah. first time ever. It's a new merchandise item that is definitely up your alley. Um, okay. These build-yourself cardboard dioramas. I, I guess these back in December these came out, but I, I never mm-hmm. saw this. For park attractions, you could literally make a little cut- cardboard cutout diorama of the Tiki Room. Hmm. It's awesome. Okay. This one that I'm looking at, again, on WDWNT.com is... Uh, it's awesome. It's like a little cardboard diorama. You cut it out, and it it's it's not huge. It's definitely like desk size, which would be perfect. Mm-hmm. But um, I like this is the kind of shit we need. Like I don't need another T-shirt. I need this is the kind of stuff I like. I can I can be on board with that. So, um. I just gotta, I just gotta read this because I like the, it's, 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 it's uh the first ass sour boner of the night. It's designated Disney Dad, who um I haven't seen in person. Designated Disney Dad in Ever? like That's weird. months, which is weird. Feels like I used to see him all the time. This was the holidays, probably. <laughs> but um, he says he wants to know who has the best cooling solution for your cooler that does not violate these loose ice band. And why is it not branded as the official three o'clock parade looseless ice cooler cooling pack? Um, I think the, the absolute best suggestion, we were talking about this over the weekend, is probably to just do uh, Ziploc bags full of ice for the water park. I mean, I hate to do it, but because I like loose ice, I'm a loose ice fan. Mm-hmm. I think that's just I think that's just the way to go, because I do not like commercial cooling products um okay i i would say that since i would assume that many if not most of our listeners are not locals that trying to recommend traveling with ice packs is probably not the most feasible for them versus us i would recommend reusable ice packs we're environmentally friendly but whatever Mm. um but yes if you are traveling then throw some Ziploc bags in your luggage and load up at the resort cooler of ice. Um, machine. Mrs. D.A.D., I, I may have talked about this in the past, but she's she's never been happier than we have a Nugget ice machine now. And I'm not familiar. The only, but now, the only time is she's so excited, she's so happy to have this Nugget ice machine – but the only problem is on a morning where for some reason it didn't it, it like jammed up or it's not working, she's so sad. So like you're you're heading out to the parks and she's just she's just. Are you just sure it's crushed. the ice machine? Oh, and not waking up with me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's the ice machine, mm-hmm. allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just shouts into the room. I'm super crushed. That lady uh, next to you. Did you see the new paint colors at the Magic Kingdom? Uh, where? At the Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland. They're repainting. Pacific. Oh, tomorrow. They're repainting. Like, uh, so I'm kind of excited. Maybe this new – oh, I love, like, a good new Tomorrowland look. I remember I came down on vacation back in 1994 on my spring break, and – it was when they were making this new current Tomorrowland, and it was just so cool. And now I'm like, I love a good Tomorrowland. Refresh. So, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, anyways, they did it. They did it. I mean, I, I did spend some time in Tomorrowland recently, but uh, I, I didn't really notice new colors per se. Have you ever interacted with the uh, guest experience team? They've, they've started doing this thing, the guest experience team at the Magic Kingdom, where I guess they can kind of help you with douche Because nobody else can in the entire park can really help you, like, with the app and find shit like that. Like, you know, 
like people come in, okay. they just have no idea what to do and they can just kind of help them do random shit. Sure. Well, making, modifying fast passes, stuff like that, like that, that kind of stuff. Like, so it doesn't, I guess probably so it doesn't jam up guest relations. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they're adding one now to Hollywood studios. It was only at, was only at magic kingdom. So apparently it's going well. Oh, I'm assuming they're going to Disney's Hollywood Studios because shit's about to get down there. Like it's about to get fucking nuts. Yeah. I can't even believe. Like I'm really kind of impressed though that they're being so proactive about this Disneyland one. How they're literally like shutting people down. Like if you come this day and you don't have this reservation, you will not go. Like I like they're being so proactive. Because I don't like the idea of people just like thousands of people just descending on and then being like, no one told me. Yeah, but it makes me wonder just how much of a difference it's going to make in the sense that people don't always listen. And you're still going to get such a large amount of people who show up just with no clue expecting like, what I heard that Star Wars is opening. It's like. Because you didn't actually look up the fact that, oh, they're only accepting so-and-so from this resort. You have to make reservations. This yeah. Yeah. this means this number of days ahead of time. And there's still going to be freaking mutiny. No matter yeah. how hard Disney tries, no matter what they go through, to try and make it as smooth of a transition as possible, there will be mayhem. I'm not, you know what? I always thought, because I... It's been so, I'm so far removed, and so are you. We're all so far removed. Pretty much anyone who's listening to this is so far removed from that first ever visit. Um, well, to, you always think, boy, it must be terrible coming for your first time now. You know, it must be so overwhelming. It must yeah. be a terrible experience. And I had the opportunity, um, some friends of Mrs. D.A.D.'s, um, or maybe it was mine, I don't know, some friends came down and spent an entire week with their vacate, with their family and all that stuff. And, like, they had none of those feelings. They didn't know anything. Really? They didn't know anything. They came in and, like, they didn't get a lot of what they wanted. They just kind of ate around. Like, they did not have the negative experience that I think you're always like, oh, my God, it must be so miserable. And it's not. So I, th- I think if, if people are coming down, if, I guess you don't know what you don't know. So we're like, oh, you, wouldn't, you would miss this experience. You miss this experience. You miss this experience. And they just. They just had their own. They didn't know what they were missing. So, yeah. anyway, I was happy to hear that. Yeah, I suppose there's some hope for yeah. the uninitiated. I was happy to hear that. It made me happy. Um, let's see. I think we've talked about a few of these, but um, Disney Lucasfilm has officially trademarked the names for the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge wines, beers, and ciders. I think Lovely. we talked about some of these, but um, I'm going to read these. Uh, uh, I think we did the beers uh, before, but we do have, I'll go ahead and read them again. Um, here are the drinks. White Wampa Ale, Gamorian Ale, Gold Squadron Lager, Trandoshan Ale. There's your beers. Yeah, right. Eh, I'm in. Just from those names, which sounds the tastiest? Um, the one with the ale in it. There's three: white wampa ale, Gamorian ale, and Trandoshan. Sure, Trandoshan. That's what I was thinking. I was actually thinking Trandoshan ale sounds the best. Ooh. Nice to see we're on the same page. Spice Runner hard cider. That's kind of, you know, a little. I kind of mailed that one in. Mm-hmm. Definitely mailed that one in. Uh, Tonneray wine, and Donin white wine. Corellian red wine and Imperial Guard wine. I definitely like Corellian red wine. That sounds that sounds good. Sure. I wonder if they're using craft wine wineries. I'm gonna do it. Probably not. Oh <laughs> uh, let's see. I just wonder in all seriousness. At what point in this process will I actually get to get in and have some of this? Like, will it be at all early or will it, are we literally talking like if it opens in August 29th, are we talking like first of the year? Like, are we talking, what? I, I really have no. Year reunion. 
my well, I, I, at least it'll be nice when my children get to have their first beer at uh, <laughs> their first beer, and at the same time, I'm having my first beer at um, at their mm-hmm. they're uh, nine yeah. and seven. <laughs> well, you can, I've been bound over that experience. But I really, it really does make me wonder. I, I mean, I really have no idea what to expect logistically with how this is going to go down because we did get a, an opening to Pandora, but then by the time Star, uh, Toy Story, just like fuck them. No, we're just yeah, we're just exactly. they're just like we're just going to open it to everybody, and then yeah. well. Mark has conceded to spending money on some special after hours or pre hours event or, or something. Should they offer it? And so unlike his George Strait concert in Vegas, I suppose I'll cough up the money and go with him for this one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you trying to say that you did not accompany Mark uh, to George Strait? The troubadour? I, mean I will not accompany him when he goes in August. You're going to make him go by himself? Fuck yeah. He'll actually probably enjoy it a lot more. <laughs> hey. I just mean the you know, when you're knowing that you're not gonna enjoy it. Like. But I mean this is George Strait, legend. No. No? I have two rules when it comes to music. He violates one of them. Um let me ask you a question. What do you think about Lil Nas X? He's uh, got the number one song in America, Old Town Road. It's very controversial because he's like a rapper, but it's a it's being considered a country song. Are you uh, are you familiar with this, and are you on board with this? Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, you will eventually. They'll you'll hear about it here shortly. It's 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 a kind of a big deal. But I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts eventually when you when you hear this. I say it as uh, on a Disney podcast because somebody did make this awesome uh, video of the country bears singing along to his song, and I had to retweet it. And I'm like, "This is the greatest thing of all time." Boy. It's so good. I think you'll actually like it. Do you like hip hop? You know, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I do. But you'd actually re- one of my rules. You'd actually like this. That <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty great. All yeah, right, getting to probably. Uh, outrage of the week. The concept art and the word coming about the Upcot refurb, where everybody who does not like drinking at Disney is up in arms that <laughs> quote unquote, are replacing the Fountain of Nations with a beer garden. <laughs> it's the greatest thing of all time. I love it. Yeah. I'm, it's just so funny that, I mean, the responses are so good. What, and what makes me like, the reason I say that is in these responses, the people make it sound like they're literally just taking out this fountain and putting in a beer garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. when, when, when you look at the overall project, it's nothing at all like that. They're really just completely, totally overhauling the entire uh, future world. Right. So it's, just, it's just part of that, and it happens to be kind of in the same spot of where this uh, this is going. And I mean, people are legit furious that they are yeah. um, doing this. I would just like to point out that this falls into the category yet again of shit that I read on Twitter and really thought was a joke. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so. It took me some Googling to figure out that this was not some sort of, you know, imaginary gone wrong meme or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So now that I know that it's real, it, it makes the outrage all the more delicious. <laughs> I mean, what exactly is, what are the official parameters that make something a beer garden? Um, I don't even know. Should we ask Biergarten? Biergarten. Like, what, what makes it... Because I would actually venture to say that the actual Biergarten is not a beer garden. But, um... Because what does that mean? Does it just mean, like, an outdoor bar? Like a like a, like a food truck park? Or, like, a boxy park? Like, you go there? <laughs> or, what is it? I mean, what, what makes it a beer garden versus just, like, a drink cart? I mean, I'm excited to know. I'm, I'm excited know. to find out. 
I would like to think that it involves um, a good selection of beers in a nice green setting, something outdoorsy. I, I, I don't know. So a beer with garden. Yeah, I, I'm, in. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's one way to translate it, I think. Beer, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like... <laughs> It is really funny. I agree, though. When you said that, it sounds like you're reading it thinking this has to be a joke. And you're like, no. And then it just all the responses are just hilarious. People are saying that this is like uh, what what they do to dead malls is like, <laughs> is like tear them down and kind of make them put a beer garden in. And then you, you, you know, put a few restaurants over here. And, you know, when the big box stores go out of business and it's like it just pretty, that's pretty I found that pretty funny. So what you're saying is we're going to end up with like a rave happening in the shelled out in Avengers East. I mean, yeah, it really, really could be. Sweet. I think, you know, I think it does fall back to what people are. Uh, the biggest concern I think folks have are uh, that all the parks are kind of becoming magic kingdom where there's just characters everywhere and everything. And I, I think this does not lead to that. You know, though, when I look at these things, like you said, Last green space, there's no beer garden at magic kingdom. So there should be, uh, yeah, should be aunt Polly's beer garden would be absolutely. No, that's more like aunt Polly's tavern. Come on, give it straight. That would be awesome. I think you're thinking of like the hub beer garden. Oh, they have all that green space now. They really do. It's not serving any function whatsoever. Come on, let's put it to work. I mean, seriously. Did you say they put like four or five like tables outside? Not Tony's. What's the one in the black? The Plaza restaurant? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, but there's there's no like shade or they put like a little rope as a fence. I was like, that's interesting though. The one place I don't really want to eat al fresco is Disney World because you're just so hot all the time. Why would you want to eat outside too? Nice meal. Like I don't even want to eat counter service outside, let alone like a sit down meal outside. Yeah, depends on the time of year. You may have to move, Rhiannon, from the west coast of South Florida to the east coast of South Florida. So you can utilize the Virgin Train oh, yes. that's directly. It's actually going to connect with the Walt Disney World Resort. That would be so flippin' flappin' sweet. I want that so bad. Um, I mean, they keep talking about it going to... It depends where they put the station, how... That wouldn't help me much. No. Even if it took you right to to, uh, 75... That's still a two-hour drive for me. Yeah. And that's like the the heavy part. (laughs) Yeah. But listen, it gives you some time to sober up before you get to your car back, which would be good. Sure, and sure. That would be good. That'd yeah. be good. That's, that's the Skipper to Richie method. Yeah, we're actually we're we're looking at uh, trying to do all three of the Asian Disney parks this summer, and to get from Hong Kong to Shanghai, we're actually considering taking the bullet train. What? I mean. Have you, I mean, maybe you haven't looked into it enough. Shanghai to Hong Kong in like, I mean, I have no frame of reference how far that is. Like, It have, is a three-hour flight or eight hours on a bullet train. Oh. Oh, wow. Three-hour flight. So we're talking like, I don't know, like Florida to New York or something, like roughly. Yeah, Boston, yeah. Roughly. Boston, New York. All right. All right. Well, that being said, uh, I'm going to jump to another hashtag at Sarborn because you just completely led right into this. Um, Flannel Jedi, uh, Ryan, Park Hopper Ryan, uh, linked to a article on USA Today, which was they put together an article, the grand total to tour all Disney parks around the world. So, and they, they broke it down by section. I'll just jump to the, 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 the overall final here and you said you're going to hong kong and shanghai the good news is oh wait what'd you say and tokyo oh but okay oh i see you're doing all three so good so we've got shanghai tokyo and hong kong disneyland they're saying that to do 
I guess Shanghai is just one park, so that would be a one-day mm-hmm. ticket, I think. They're saying, so for your resort stay plus a ticket, $565. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Disney, $441. And Hong Kong Disneyland, because I believe there's two parks, mm-hmm. will be $639. So there you go. That's how you get for your to include your accommodations and your tickets that's what you'll go for supposedly it's higher than what i researched but i suppose it depends on what resort or hotel you're looking at um let me go back for a second let me see i'm gonna go to the actual hong kong let's see what this says it's the hotel they get you. The Disneyland hotel is five hundred and sixty dollars. Oh, oh, well, yeah, we're probably not going to stay at the actual <laughs> Disney the, resort. The ticket itself is seventy eight, eighty eight. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were yeah. looking at. Uh, I haven't done as much research into uh, Hong Kong or Shanghai yet, but Tokyo, um, they have a Hilton right on their monorail loop. That's like one hundred and fifty bucks a night. Plus, we have Hilton points coming on our asses, so like basically it's free, and it's on the monorail loop. This Can't is at Shanghai, or this no, is Tokyo. Tokyo. Tokyo, yeah. Yeah. Right, because they stayed two nights at Tokyo Disney Celebration Hotel, which is uh, three hundred twenty dollars a night. Yeah, so you're- I mean, it must be nice, but you know. Yeah. Let's see. So that being said. What you are not having to pay for is the $1,320 it costs to do Disneyland Resort Paris, the $1,181 it costs to do Disneyland Resort in California, and $2,157, which includes your meals and airport transfers for Walt Disney World in Florida. So you guys are definitely doing the value tour. <laughs> <laughs> you know us. <laughs> Doing the value tour of only 565, 441, and 639. So there you go. So seven, just so you know, grand total is about $7,000 to visit all the parks and stay on property. Well, good to know. Good to know. Maybe, uh, you know, after I hit that lottery, we can go back for a second time and stay in the actual resorts. Will you be taking Livy with you? Um, I mean, I don't know. We haven't discussed it yet, but maybe. He's already been. It's true. Livy's been everywhere. Mm-hmm. Livy likes to humble brag. Mm-hmm. He's kind of Sometimes a Sometimes hum- I think it's actually not so humble bragging. True. There's not a lot humble about his bragging. That's true. You know what else is not humble? The Dole Whip Lime Margarita at the Barefoot Pool Bar at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. I do like yeah. that the pool bar is getting like a signature cocktail. Yeah. I love when these pool bars step up their games. It's like they're sitting there in the in the shadow of Trader Sam's and and Tambu, and they're like, "We could, no, we're gonna be we're gonna be somebody too." I feel yeah. like Broadway play. A little pool bar that could. Yeah, the Barefoot Pool Bar. It's lovely. I wonder how this is going to affect, in all seriousness, with Meisner's being down for for quite a while. I mean, let's be honest. There's no way this bar opens, what? What is it? Summer now. It'll be starting now in spring. All summer. No way before the first of the year, I would say. I thought they were projecting fall. That's hard to imagine. It's just hard to imagine. I I disagree. I'm just saying. It'll be interesting how... The outdoor pool bar, will this become a better spot or, or will I guess, Cousy's could become a great, an interesting spot to kind of direct people as well. Like that's going to be I'm a, always an Arcusi's fan when it comes to their bar, but it's definitely not somewhere I'd recommend a big crowd of people going. Cause it is the only, and I love the style where I love when you as the guest are sitting in short bar stools, but, <laughs> But the bartender is standing up in a sunken bar, and you're on the same level. I just think that is that is my favorite thing, and it's so 80s, and I love it. <laughs> 70s, 80s, like I love it. There's a restaurant here that that has that from, and it's from like the totally so 70s and 80s in Orlando, uh, and it's it's my favorite for that reason. I love it. So um, that's pretty cool. I'm excited to see. Uh, uh, you know, maybe Narcusi's gonna start getting some love then. 
And the uh, Citrico's bar. <laughs> no, let's not even. It would arguably have one of the better wine selections on property, though. Arguably. Sure. If you want to bring you and three of your closest friends there and hope that no one else is sitting at the bar. Right. There are like a, a, there's a solid five seats. Solid. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. You yeah. can bring four friends. Perfect. Perfect for me. Perfect for me. Um, let's see. What else we got going on? They actually started putting po- photos of Woody's Roundup Barbecue Buffet from July 4th. They're really pu- they're really pumping this up. Oh, that's the thing I was thinking of. And they're not, not Woody's. Photos. So this is a thing that I had read that they were going to implement, and I had no clue that it was already done, was the on-ride photos at Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. And you you now have one. Is that correct? I now have one, unfortunately. I wish I did not. Oh, exactly. Because I was not expecting that. And I, I, like, I didn't even know what I was doing. I don't know what Mark was doing. Somehow we ended up coming out both looking like corpses, which is very apropos, but not our intention by any means. I mean, it's kind of like the one at the, at the um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, wouldn't you kind of want people to know like, I feel like they should make it a little obvious. And why does it have to be mid-ride? Why can't it be literally as you get in your car, they're like, smile for your photo. Like, yeah. <laughs> or as you're exiting. Or as you're exiting. I don't know. I get, I don't know. Just and They don't have to say yeah. smile for your photo. But hey, I don't know. Just It's just to hide it mid-ride when you're not expecting it. Um, well, what was really funny to me was that, so for anybody who doesn't know, they are now um, – in the the hallway of the the paintings that you know as you move down the hall they change shades like my favorite one was always the cat woman on the chaise lounge Mm -hmm. and um and so now it's it's as you're kind of looking into those paintings the camera is like either in it in the frame or right above it or it's somewhere right in there and so the way the timing works out is that they're at the point in the spiel talking about no flash pictures please <laughs> right, right as you're getting into that hallway and the first thing you see is a flash and so i legit thought that someone took a flash photo two seconds after the announcement don't take a flash photo and i was like oh fucking assholes technically so, they did well yeah right and then like, you know it happens again two seconds later and i'm like oh i guess it's just the lightning effects because you're also kind of in that area and then by the time it happened the third time and i'm like oh and by then it was just too late. And yeah, to time it with the lightning is smart. I mean, obviously that's yeah, yeah. There's really no other good spot to do it. So I, I mean, that's. I, I feel like it would have worked better if if you were facing the window where the lightning was supposed to be, as opposed to lightning coming from the wall. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, lucky it out. It is. Yeah, I'm. I'm very pro. On-ride photos. Uh, now that they're, they're kind of included in a package, usually, you know, I would never. I've never bought one back in the day when they were like thirteen ninety-nine each. And no, 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 no. Never. But I really like it, and I mean, obviously for them, it's it's awesome because who doesn't? I was talking about this the other day. I wonder how much percentage of Disney World's growth in the last decade has been directly tied to the rise of social media and like you know, Facebook sharing and <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, Oh, Steven's mom is totally awesome. I got to do a better job with my kid. You know, like she's taking her kids to Disney. I guess I got to take my kids to Disney now. Mm. I think it would be high. I, I don't think it would be low. It definitely wouldn't be low. Definitely wouldn't be low. I'm excited for this. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit last time. I'm, I'm getting a little excited for this VI pass holder night at Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah, I think we might end up showing up for that. I wonder if, um, because they also have that H2O party. Um, I wonder if we're going to get that, like with the phone, like with the uh, the big giant uh, party T-Rex and all that. Like, are we getting the whole shabam of the party H2O or or not? I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um. Mrs. D.A.D., I think, had to uh, speak to uh, Bob Iger himself to get us on that thing, though, because there were so many problems for us. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, sorry, I need to, we're, you're going to need to speak to my manager. Pretty soon, there he is. Mm-hmm. Took an act of Congress. 
Yeah, we weren't 100% sure we were going to go, but I don't know. I think I've got Mark convinced. Yeah, and it's, it's it's the rare Saturday, too. Like, it's never. Know, like, it's always like Tuesday night. Come on down. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. Yeah, and it's from like 9 to 1 in the morning. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, very important question. I'm going to jump right into another uh, hashtag SR boner from Livy. Um, what's the best dark ride to have the lights on? Pirates, Mansion, Spaceship Earth, or other? That would be pretty. Yeah, I think I, do, I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever ridden any of these with the lights on. The only thought- time I've ever seen anything was when I was on the People Mover, seeing Space Mountain. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that was the same for me. And I think it, it it's crazy because on the one hand, it makes it 10 times more terrifying because you see how close your head comes to hitting large metal beams. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, it makes it less scary because you see how it's really not going that fast. Right. So it, it's such a, a, you know, cognitive dissonance really to actually riding in the dark, which is why I picked that one. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Good one. Um, another question uh, from Gabriel the Builder wants to know. He actually found a great quote, and it's from uh, a, a an account named no, it's Ali Spagnola. But anyways, they say that every drink is bottomless if you really believe in yourself and leave your credit card open. And um, I mean, I suppose it depends on your credit limit. Yeah. Gabriel the Builder wants to know, this sounds like a vision statement for the podcast. And if not, what would be the vision statement? That's that's pretty damn good. Also, does it count as bottomless if the bar ultimately, ultimately closes at some point and then makes you go home and then come back the next day? Or is it just kind of like you're just taking a break? <laughs> uh, let's go with the bottomless. I like it. You know, I, I was definitely not bottomless the time I was at Trader Sam's and I was actually cut off. That's like the only time I've ever been cut off at Disney was at Trader really? Sam's on my birthday. And I, oh, I totally should have been too. Well, definitely should have been. I think there are plenty of times you probably should have been. But. I believe I was sharing. I'm not, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, actually, I do. But, anyways, I was sharing, like, <laughs> a, I was sharing a, a Nautilus and uh, it was just, you know, I don't think you really. No one they really expect you to ever pick up the Nautilus, but really, how else do you drink it? It's really long straws. Oh yeah, they don't like straws. Yeah, really long straws. Maybe that's why they cut me off because I was using a <laughs> straw. I've only ever been cut off once in my life, and it was at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut. Man, it seems like they're the last people to do that. Yeah. Just yeah, I don't think I'm welcome back there. It's just rude. Now I've been cut off by like, you know, significant others and family members and friends many times, but <laughs> never official. Well, oh, you never listened to me when I cut you off. But... No, 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 no. Because it never seems like, it never seems, you know, we're never in agreement. <laughs> so let's see. Speaking of uh, Disney World, uh, mm-hmm. you were at Disney World this weekend. And you ate, I literally, I may have drooled a little bit when I saw a picture of your plates, you and Mark, at Mm -hmm. um, Yachtsman Steakhouse. And I was drooling a little bit over Mark, but the majority of the drool was over your plates. It was probably two of the best plates of food I've ever seen on, on the internet. Oh, yeah, easily. Uh, You had the, the Brussels sprouts. We did. We um, So the last couple times we've gone, we've done the porterhouse for two, which is what, like 40 something ounces of steak. And it's like $120, but it only comes with one side. And we really don't eat that much. And we're like, oh, what should we do? And I'm like, well, why don't we just like split this 16 ounce ribeye instead and get all the sides we want. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And so they were super awesome about it. We just set up front and like, we're going to be weird. We're just going to order a bunch of shit. We want to share it. And the waiter was like, I love it. That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I wish my wife would do that. And so we started with a Caesar salad, which they brought out on two separate plates. They split it for us. And so same thing with the 
16-ounce ribeye. They split it in half and brought it out on two separate plates. And it came with truffle fries. And we got the mushrooms and Brussels sprouts and cream corn sides. Man. And and then I, I asked for some ketchup for the fries because despite the fact that it comes with garlic aioli, I like to actually like do a little garlic aioli and a little bit of ketchup just because garlic aioli like just on a on its own is kind of rich for me. I can't go with the fact that I'm just like dipping my fries in straight mayo basically. And so I asked the waiter, he's like, what 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 are you what are you gonna do with that? And I'm like, it's for my fries. He's like, You're not gonna put it on the steak, are you? And I'm like, Who the fuck would do that? My dad, probably. Oh, my God. But he was he was horrified. Oh, that is horrible. I would never. I would never. God, I love it. Man, I love some. Hmm. What about A1? Are you an A1 person, though, ever? Steak sauce? No. No, the only real uh, condiment that I would ever use for steak would be horseradish if I were, like, doing a mm, nice, good. juicy, bloody prime rib. We went to a steakhouse on Saturday night in Lakeland, Florida. That was a uh, like a little hole in the wall kind of place. It was, it's nice. I like those little off the beaten path places mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. It was nice. So I had a good steak too. So everybody had some good steaks. It was a nice. Uh... Yeah. Speaking of good steaks, this is, this is. I just saw this today. They they announced a uh, a restaurant at Universal in this their City Walk. Like the what was Emeralds is now becoming this thing called. I just love it. It's called Big Fire, and I just how, I can't say that without without thinking like Big Fire. <laughs> Anyways. Emeralds is good. Emeralds was gone, been gone for a while. Yeah. But anyways, they, they're still get over there. Not very often. Um, I know. It looked very good. It looked very good. Steaks. Love a good steak. Let's see. Anything else going on that's important? Let's see. Uh, very good question from Gary Heaton. I hear this, see this a lot all over uh, social media. <clears throat> and I think we've talked about it a little bit, but I have some thoughts on this. He says, what do you think it will be like in the Skyliner when a sudden Florida thunderstorm pops up? Or will cool. Disney just not run them when storms are possible, a.k.a. every summer afternoon? I think they absolutely will run them. Um, and it will be kind of scary. But I believe it's like being in a car that's designed for this. Uh, and hopefully you will not be struck. <laughs> But I think it's going to be kind of scary. But awesome. Yeah, it'll be kind of scary. But you'll just kind of. I mean, it's better than walking in the rain. I actually think they will run it. I don't know. Uh, people keep thinking they're gonna. They're not. They're never gonna be able to run them because it's always thunderstorming. And a, it's not really always thunderstorming. But b, I think they will. I think they'll run it. They run the monorail in the rain and lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, they run the buses. They run the boats. Some of them. They don't run all the boats in the Lightning, but they run the friendship boats, I believe, in the Lightning. Um, you, you know what they, they don't run in the Lightning? What? A 5K. Oh, my God. We didn't even get to that yet. Oh. Nope. I remember waking up. Well, I'll let you get started on that because I remember waking up. I wake up at, like, we literally go to the, the, the gym at, like, I don't know. Wake up at 5.30, go about 6.00. And I forgot that the race was that morning at that point because I hadn't really woken up. And I start seeing it on the news. They're like, holy <laughs> shit. These people are fucked. <laughs> but please, what was the experience like of your uh, the 5K, the uh, Star Wars 5K? Um, it was pretty crazy because, first of all, we looked at the weather forecast ahead of time like the night before. It wasn't supposed to be anything until later Friday in the evening. Um, and so we, you know, roll out of bed, alarm goes up at 3.30. You're just zombieing your way there. And so we parked the car and we're walking toward the corrals. And I get a text from our dear friend, theme park beer drinker, who was volunteering at the event saying, oh, by the way, they might call it due to weather. Don't shoot the messenger. And it's like, wait, what weather? Because like at this point, it's not like we looked at an updated radar and nor did we see lightning. There was no wind. There was nothing. And so we get into our corrals and then we look at the radar and sure enough, oh, look, there's like a storm front coming through. But it doesn't look like it's really going to hit until, you know, 630. Um, and everything was moving forward on schedule. So like at five, so the race is supposed to start at 530. At five o'clock is when they kind of like 
open up the gates for Corral A to put you into the chute right up to the start line. And at that point, that's when like the MCs, the comedian people they have, like come on the stage and start doing their little things and just kind of entertain you. And around like 5.15, they left the stage and didn't come back for like 10 minutes. And they started just like showing us videos instead. It was very weird. And then around like 5.27, they come back on the stage with the, you know, give kids the world, make a wish, whatever lady to give her spiel. And it was wrapping up at like 5.29. It's like, all right, like they are always so punctual with these things. And yet nothing happens. And then the MCs leave the stage again. Oh and everyone's God. like, what the fuck is going on? And that's when uh, Dave texts again. He's like, well, 45 minutes away. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so I'm just thinking, that's going to suck to just fucking stand here for 45 minutes while they wait and see what happens. And ultimately, about, like, 5.35, one of the guys comes back on stage. He's like, all right, I have the official announcement. Sorry, everybody, but evacuate! And I'm like, oh, my God. Whoa, hold on. I, I understood the concept of a delay. I wasn't envisioning the evacuation. And so, sure enough, they evacuate, and they had, like, all the different buses and everything lined up, like, basically encircling all the corrals and so they were getting everybody they could on buses and the overflow who wouldn't fit on buses they pushed them all into interventions and so people are packed like sardines into interventions and so we were on a bus and they're not like mans they're no drivers they're not on they're not ac'd or anything and so we're just sitting there and they finally made another announcement like 15 minutes later that you know if you have a personal vehicle you can go sit there and so we're like right get us out of here so we go back to the Jeep and we're just sitting in there. And, you know, after a little while, it does start to, you know, torrentially downpour. And we're like, there's just no fucking way they're having this. Like, A, it's pouring. B, now there's lightning everywhere. C, the course is going to be flooded. D, you have to open the park eventually. You can't have us, like, running through there with the guests. And just, like, on and on and on. So we're like, fuck it. Beer time! Because we're just, like, going to go take a nap after this. So we're drinking beer in the car and like other people, I think who've had a lot of beers, were doing their own 5Ks around the parking lot screaming. Um, a bunch of people were pulling out leaving and yeah, just time went on, time went on. Finally, it's seven o'clock and they start motioning, motioning for us to come back to the start. Seven. And when was it supposed to start again? 5.30. Okay. So an hour and a half delay. Hour and a half. They're motioning for us to come back. And we're like, okay. And we're we're thinking they're just having us to come get our medals and then go home. Because it's still raining, by the way, at this point. It's, it's just insane. And so, you know, we get up there to go through security again. Security people are back. So there's just this like mad mob trying to get through. They finally get the security personnel back, get us through. And then people start to go into their corrals when they realize that all of the corrals are open to the chute and no one's stopping anyone. So suddenly everyone starts sprinting before they even get the start line to get up to be first. And so we get up there and they're like, by the way, um, it's no longer really a 5K because we've had to moderate, uh, you know, change the course up a bit. So now it was more like a 4K. And they're like, okay, we're just going to start. Um, we're not doing waves. So just uh, when we say go, go. And that was it. And so yeah. instead of like, you know, all right, we'll usher out a few people, wait two minutes, usher out some more, wait two minutes. Nope, it was just a fucking free for all. And it was just everyone go. And it was insane. There, Everyone's just like sloshing through puddles and it was like running on sponges. At one point, like a half mile into it, the loudest and brightest strike of thunder, lightning and thunder like hit of the entire storm and everyone just starts cheering and going run faster <laughs> and so we're just like i mean it was it was fucking insane that's awesome and so yeah it was quite the experience so were you slightly disappointed when you found out they weren't just going to hand you a medal and you actually had to run it a little bit good i didn't blame I mean, you you know and I, I don't think that that speaks so much to my laziness as it does to 
my um, just complete and total non-morning personness. Because when I do these <laughs> things, all I'm thinking about is, okay, it's 5.30 now, but I'll be done by 6.15. I'll be back in the resort by 6.45. Yeah. I'll be asleep by 7.30. I got this. Yeah. So when we don't start until 7, like, it just throws me off. So Yeah. Well, that's cool, though. And, and I wonder, though, if it would have made a difference if they actually started it, if it was the longer races that we really have to get people off the roads for. You know, yeah. I guess they've, they've shortened up other ones before. They did one for the, like, it was like the half marathon wine yeah. and dine one once. They shortened that. So they've done that before, I guess. And, like, and Dave was even saying that, I mean, they run the half marathon through the park while it's during operating hours. So it's not like it's unheard of. Right. Um, but they did, like, so the way they shortened it was that uh, normally they kind of have you go out international gateway and around the backside of the uk you come back in to world showcase between uk and canada and they just cut that out so you just went straight from france right on through past rose and crown right into canada and then the other thing was that they also usually have you going through future worlds you go around toward test track and mission space and you know former universe of energy to back out the front and this time it was just straight out the front and so that's those are the two uh, areas they cut off. And so I guess it was just to get people done quicker. Oh, and the other thing was that um, they had far, far fewer uh, photo pass people out. Because mm. so, I was like, I was ready this time because I had completely forgotten about it for the princess 5K. And so I like looked like shit in every photo because I was like, wait, oh, oh, you're taking my picture. <laughs> you know, and this time I was like, okay, hi. But, like, there were no photographers. And so we got basically to, like, I think the first one I saw was in France. Yeah, they should only put them right off the bat when you're still fresh. Yeah, or, like, they should all have on, like, magic filters on their But I guess they have to put them later when the crowds sprout out a little bit. Right at the beginning, it's, like, mass pandemonium. Yeah, I mean, they don't. We didn't do it um, anywhere until you got into World Showcase, which part of me wonders if that's just because the backdrop is so much better. You don't really want like you a picture of you in the Epcot parking lot or something. True. Um, but yeah. True. But it was quite the experience. Um, we were going to try and have Mark on the show to talk about the other two races because some crazy idiot ran all three. Um, yeah, I... I very proud of him. Well, I can't believe it. Sure. So he ran them all, huh? <laughs> was there a name for that? I was Mrs. D D was asking me that. I said maybe it's the Kessel Run. Was there a name for it? Um, it was the Mark Challenge. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, because uh, there actually wasn't a name for it because there there were apparently two challenges. One for doing the 10K and the half, and then there was another for doing the 10K half and the virtual. But there wasn't any of them that included the 5K. So technically, he just did that as a bonus. Um, uh, and all, the only reason he actually did it was because that was the one that we had signed up for back before he got this crazy idea in his head. Before he got drunk so too, and signed was, up for all of them. Yeah, so it was too late for him to you know, yeah. get the refund on the 5K. So, Man. yeah. But no, there, there wasn't actually a term for all three races plus the virtual. Will so he take it again? Oh, that's another funny one. So, you know, I go and meet up with him at the finish line for the half, and he's like, never again, never again, one and done. And then by the time we're driving home, he's like, okay, well, I think for the next one, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, really? So I think it was like a matter of six hours between never again to, hello, my pants. I think that's how probably how every run Disney person is. (laughs) Probably. I, like I remember, uh, yeah, uh, Amanda Madul was that way. Yep. She didn't even sign up for any for the last weekend, the princess or whatever, because she thought she would be. And then she yeah. got a request by the time she's like, never, no way will I be ready by the time the princess rolls around. And then she got there and she's like, um, I didn't do it because I thought I was going to feel like shit. Now I feel good and now I want to do it again. But uh, she was yeah. back this time. She was back, baby. She was. Back and yeah. um, but no, I keep giving Mark shit because I'm like, this math does not add up. You ran three races, you have six medals. What's happening here? 
Yeah, that is uh, that's really uh, ridiculous. But uh, I mean, I guess it's a good investment on his part. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, is he going to? Are you guys going to start building some sort of display for all yeah. the? something for his medals so i said i would you know flex my creative muscles and maybe go see what i can find for like a shadow box or something at michael's and being the asshole that i am i took some pictures of some of the displays they offer for like hundreds of dollars at disney i'm like i could do that we some glue and some pins we've yeah. got this for the record the skyliner pilot uh came back raving about your disney room yeah. Oh, raving it's like our disney room is really sweet yeah raving Jeez. just fyi thought I you'd like to know that i'm very proud of my disney room yeah it is awesome he but he specifically mentioned the disney room everything was cool i mean you you, you guys have an awesome house so but he's like specifically was like but that in the disney room it's awesome mm-hmm. it's awesome well, good. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good time. I'm glad you you made it. Yeah. Let's see. Um, nothing else specific. Uh, I don't think that I we have that we haven't gone over. So I don't know if there's anything else you have uh, on the tip of your uh, your tongue. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we did try Haleo. Oh, and your your did your wallet is it as expensive as everyone keeps saying it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Which it's really hard to stand out for being expensive at Disney. I guess part of it is I will definitely frequent it more once Tables and Wonderland is there. Which they do say is coming. But it's just not set up yet. It's just really hard to justify it when there's like 15 other places that do take it. Um, Yeah, that and when the places that do take it are also really good. It's not like you're sacrificing Mm -hmm. quality either. Um... No, it, I mean, yeah, it, the the cocktails specifically were very expensive. Um, so I just had a beer and the food. I mean, you're basically paying like regular appetizer prices for tapas, which are not appetizer size. They're like, you know, half yeah. of that. Um, but, it, but it was very good. Yeah, and it probably is like literally like, you know, chef made, not chef, but like, you know, very individually cooked things. Like, I bet it is really yeah. quality, but it's like, it, boy, it's just, you know, you add that to the Disney surcharge and it, it gets pretty yeah. tough. We did five different tapas and I honestly don't recall what the uh, total bill was. Plus we had two drinks. Um, I just had a beer. Mark did the uh, Spanish shandy, which I mean, yeah, it was a beer plus lemonade, but I'm sure they yeah. charged them more than a regular beer. Um, but I would say that for two people, five tapas, I mean, we didn't finish it all. So you definitely yeah. don't need that many. So yeah. we could have spent less and eaten less, but we wanted to try multiple things. Yeah. Um, no, it's, I definitely it's recommend the croquetas. They were out of this world. It's like the perfect texture. Because I eat a lot of croquetas because they're like huge in Cuban cuisine, and we have a lot of Cuban restaurants around here. And like that's how I judge a Cuban restaurant is how are your croquetas, and if they suck, then fuck you. But mm. This place, ooh, was on point. Not Man. Cuban, not ham, but still texture-wise, amazing. And then we did the Brussels sprout salad, which was not exactly what I was expecting, um, but it was good. Mark did like the pressed ham and cheese sandwich, which. Mm. good but i think for the price you could make your own pressed ham and cheese sandwich right um and then i did the pimiento de piquillo or something that was like a piquillo pepper stuffed with a mushroom goat cheese and that was really good and then oh i did those papas fritas or whatever no those some other papas bravos or whatever the thing that everyone was raving about and it was good, except for me, it was too rich. And again, it's because it's all that aioli on there. I don't know. Mm. Mm. God, I just love good food. It's so good. I know, I know. I think just... I'm just like going on and on because I haven't eaten dinner yet. I'm hungry. I know. It's just so damn good, though. <laughs> it's just so goddamn good. It's not fair. 
It's not fair, mm. but that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it's good. I have not been there yet. You know, it's amazing though with all the new places at Disney Springs that we've already talked about over the last couple of years that there's still more coming. Like <laughs> there's you got that one, you've got the the you know the new Wolf Game Pucks that opened this year, and mm-hmm. now you've still got the new one that's opening inside the NBA, the uh, whatever that's called, like City mm-hmm. Pub or whatever, whatever that's called. I mean, that that'll be. Yeah. I wonder if that's um, what I'm curious about. That is if it's um. If it's owned by Disney and it's just literally like a filler because NBA decided not to do one, or if it really is another third-party vendor that they got, I'm I'm very curious to learn more about it only from pure curiosity, not because we really need um need it at this I point. I just don't understand what that has to do with the NBA though. Nothing. It's I mean, unrelated. Wrong. Like okay. I think I, it's just a, it was just an empty restaurant space. I that I thought was going to be an NBA restaurant and then i think they realized let's just not and then there you know, is what i okay. is what it feels like happened right. that's fine with me and they're like maybe we should not commit to me yeah because i mean in all seriousness i mean when you're literally one building away from splitsville and i mean if you're talking about like a sports like like a like a it's kind of feels like it would be the same you know, I mean, really would be tough, I think, to distinguish yourself, especially since Splitsville has such a good reputation with food for being, you know, such a good mm-hmm. reputation. How it'd be really tough, I think, to say, like, we're going to compete in that space. I don't know. So I think it was it'll be interesting if this place just I think it's just going to be beer now, which is probably a good idea. And they'll probably have a big stuffed pretzel right. and a charcuterie board. All good. Yeah, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that, though. Nothing wrong with that. So let's see. Anything else uh, before we? Uh, you know, um, I think I'll take a moment. You know, while the Kipper uh, Cat is away, the writer Mouse will play uh, to plug our latest promo contest. Yes. So um, this is not your typical like retweet, like tag a friend. Um, if you have purchased a copy of the book. Um, send a screen grab of your receipt or if you have left a review of the book on Amazon send a screen grab of that or well, I guess it like prove it's you I mean, just, you can't just like take a screen grab of anybody's review um, or it's not too late to please go and buy a copy please do oh, add a review that would be um, awesome this is going to run through April 30th uh, the link to the entry is reposted a couple times on Twitter or you can go to uh, the Instagram, which is also Drunk at Disney. Um, or you can go straight to our website, uh, DisneyDrinking.com slash Instagram is where you'll find the entry form. And so you could win. Wait for it. A Skype session with us to plan your drinking at Disney. That would be. <laughs> dude, that would be kind of fun, actually, though. Like, I love, love planning bar crawls. So if somebody is willing to take our advice, we could send I re, I really think we could send them on the most awesome day ever. Hopefully. And uh if they if, I would hope that this person decides to come at a time when that's convenient to me and then I can come <laughs> join, but uh it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> there but unfortunately these people that take, you know, quote unquote vacations you know, pick times that are convenient for quote unquote oh, wow. them. Selfish. Selfish people on vacation. It it's like it's convenient to me though. Well, you know what? Fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. I I love planning. Um, uh, I love planning bar crawls at Disney, even if I'm not going on them. Yeah. It's yeah. so fun. So I'm like, oh, and then you go here. Oh, 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 and then you grab, the, and then go here. And then eventually you're like, excuse me, sir. I don't have $700 to spend on alcohol. But I hope whoever wins this is open to a lot of transportation. Because I like to put <laughs> as many options. I like to, like, at least have one boat, one monorail, and one motor coach per. And God, I hope they come after the gondola is open because we can add a gondola. And we could literally have every mode of transportation possible. And maybe we'll even throw a minivan in there. 
Although I don't know right, if any- we need to we need to stop this podcast now because I'm starting to like feel like there's an erection on the other end of this phone and I'm becoming really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. Did you say an erection on the other end? Yeah, of this yeah. Fine, it is. It is. Never mind. I missed where you said it. It's that's okay. That's pretty funny. But uh, no, that does sound fun. Let's do that. But um, and that being said, I believe that brings us to the end of this this parade. And is the final float a giant erection coming right towards you? Please, no. <laughs> awesome, gang. Uh, probably next time we'll get to hear from Skipper Dick Ritchie and we'll find out exactly what he was up to. Oh, up to. I see what you did there. Oh, perfect. All right, gang. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight.